to the Whole Topic podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about mom guilt. Um, If you are not already subscribed to the platforms we are on, you will find those in the show notes. YouTube, I know, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up the Whole Topic podcast, and you will find us there. But without further ado, let's get into a very hot topic, mom guilt. So before we even get into this, I think mom guilt... It doesn't just affect you when you have kids in the home. Like I had talked to a lot of moms that still carry the mom guilt of like coulda, woulda, shoulda. Mm -hmm. So it's deep. It it, moms will, I think, carry a slight bit of this throughout their entire life, Mm -hmm. even while their kids are adults. So I'm going to just kind of start out by asking, we'll ask Ariel and then I want Stephanie's opinion on it too. What does mom guilt look like in your opinion? Oh, loaded question. (laughs) Um, It's wide. It's varied. It's different because everybody's different. You know, Um, it looks different when moms just give birth. It looks different when they have a 20 year old who's going through something. It looks different when their kid dies before they do. It looks different for everybody. So, I mean, the thought that comes up is like, you're not yourself. You're hormonally, emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. Um, You're having thoughts that maybe aren't safe or they're weird. They're, they're very dramatic or you're acting out in some way. Maybe you're eating too much. Maybe you're not eating enough. Maybe you're not getting good sleep. Maybe you're crying uncontrollably. Maybe your emotions are all over the place. You're a roller coaster wreck. Um, So it looks like a lot of different things for a lot of different people which is kind of hard to like put your finger on. Like maybe I have a diagnosis Well, maybe I should get seen, but by and large women don't go to anybody when they have extreme feelings. They just think I'm a woman. I have feelings and I have to deal with it. So mm-hmm. it's, that one's tricky because when you go up to your friend and you're like, Hey, how are you doing today? And they don't really give you everything that's on their heart they just keep it to themselves and then they go home and they deal with it at home but so it's hard it's hard to know exactly what each person is going through when they have mom guilt yeah 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 no I I mean I I feel like it is it it's a fleshly thing it's something on the outside um but like you said when you when you see a friend and you're saying how are you today you know all of us slap a smile on our face whether we're crumbling inside or not we all say we're doing okay or oh it's busy you know we make it we make maybe a hint towards it but it may not you're not really sharing the whole picture and then when you're home and you're behind closed doors you know maybe your family's not even noticing it but you're snapping or you're losing sleep at night Mm -hmm. or there's things that even maybe your family doesn't see but inside internally you know, it, it's a crumbling thing and it's debilitating yeah. almost. And um, it's something that needs to be talked about more because every, whether you have mom guilt on an extreme level or on a small level, everyone feels it at some point yes. in their mothering journey. Like you said, whether that's a brand new baby or an adult child, somewhere in your motherhood journey, you feel it. Yeah. And it's something that needs to be widely talked about and openly talked about because it's not a shameful thing. It's something that um, there is, I wouldn't say a cure, but, you know, there is help there to to move past it so that you can know that that's not 
where you need to stay. I think, I think for me, mom guilt actually without fail, it doesn't really hit me during the day. It usually hits me at night when I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's like, what could have you done better? How could you have made this? But are you spending enough time with your kids? And I spent a lot of time with my kids, but I always question that. Okay. And so the other night, actually, I was like having one of those times where I was like, not beating myself up, but kind of like, okay, I reprioritize or I relook at my priorities quite frequently to just make sure they're on target. And I thought about it last night, like there is a, a very detrimental mom guilt where you're just constantly beating yourself up really for no reason. And then there's a healthy mom guilt. And the difference I feel like between those is like, so for me, if I'm struggling with mom guilt, I made a decision a while ago, like, okay, so this is really true. I'm going to get up tomorrow. I'm going to start fresh and I'm going to make it a priority to do things a little differently today, invest my time a little bit differently and see if that helps more times than not. It helps, but if it's hell, there is, like I said, there is a healthy kind. So sometimes we do need to listen to that mom guilt prick and be like, okay, so maybe I do, maybe I am spending too much time on things that aren't as important as, you know, what's going on in my home. So just making sure you can differentiate between the two, but also realizing that when that mom guilt hits and it's not, it's honestly probably just hormonal Mm -hmm. and you're literally just beating yourself up, just give yourself a break and realize this is something that's helped me as much as I try to be all the things to my kids that I can be. I cannot be all knowing with them. I cannot meet every single one of their needs. It's impossible for me to meet those. And this is why I always talk to my kids about their own relationship with God. Cause it, I, I know the person who could, I know the, my, the I answer. know he could mm-hmm. meet all their needs and I can't, but I will do as many as I can. And just realizing you're not a perfect mom. Right. We have to get over ourselves in that area and that's okay. Just continuously mm-hmm. getting up and doing your best to make sure that you are being there for what your kids actually need. So that would lead me to my next question. And I I guess I'll start with Stephanie. Like, what would you consider an unhealthy mom guilt? Well, I think if you, an unhealthy mom guilt is, I would say, you know, beating yourself up to a point of where you physically are struggling, where you're losing your appetite, you're, you're not sleeping, you're not, um, you know, physically, you're having a hard time. And I would say that that's pretty unhealthy. And that's definitely not where God calls you. I do feel like if you have those pricks, and you do feel a little bit of mom guilt, which we all will, it could very we be very well be a healthy mom guilt where God's pricking you on purpose mm-hmm. to say, hey, mm-hmm. check out your priorities, yes. because they just might not be lining up with what my priorities are. And so listening to that, but then if it goes a step farther, if it goes farther where then a lot of earthly physical things are happening, uh, maybe you're overeating, maybe you're not sleeping, maybe you're sleeping too much, maybe you're depressed and can't get out of bed and all of these things, then then that's more than just a God prick that I feel like is unhealthy yes. and it's time to really evaluate why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Yeah. And I yeah. I do recommend at that point, just try to check your hormones out. Cause sometimes yeah. it's that. And sometimes I hate to say it, but sometimes it's an unhealthy marriage and you might need to get counseling and help mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts, Ariel, on what would you consider an unhealthy mom guilt? Um, someone who cannot talk about it. Yeah. If you can't talk about it, it's not healthy. 
we are social creatures. We thrive off of each other. We help each other. There are professionals out there who are willing to give you an unbiased ear. They're not going to call the cops on you. They're not going to, you know, tell your whole family the thoughts you're having. But if you can go and you can talk to somebody, you're, usually your OB will hear you normally for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. Um, but, you know, midwives, doulas, um, pelvic floor therapists, they'll give you a little bit more time or you know, there's so many people out there and so many different professions who will just hear you therapists and, and they're not bad people. But if you don't think that you can give voice to whatever is happening, then I, I think you really ought to reconsider using your voice a bit more because then it's owning you, you know, um, it's, I feel like it's one of the devil's tools is to, to clamp your mouth shut and not let you do that because that's part of the release that's part of getting over addictions getting over illnesses is being able to first identify and talk about it so yeah and I also, talk about it yeah and I also think it has to do with even the season of life you're in like um so I'm in this homesteading group this this mom's homesteading group and it has like thousands of women in it and one of the so a lot of young moms that are pregnant and they're having children and when you're in that stage of life where you just have little toddlers it can feel crazy. So some of these women were getting on, they're like, you know, I have chickens and I have a cow and I have this and I have gardens, blah, blah, blah. And I'm pregnant and barefoot and all the things that, you know, yeah. homesteading person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like watching this. And then all of a sudden one day I got on because I was watching some of them and I was like, man, that is, it's really hard. And like, for me, I'm just like, I'm not doing anything else. Like, I'm just gonna have a baby and I'm gonna take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. But this, this very wise woman got on. And she wrote, she's like, this is for all the people that I've seen write these messages, all these moms out there that they're trying to milk the cow. They're trying to do the garden. They're trying to do all the canning. They're trying to take care of the goats, the chickens. Like they have everything on their list. They're trying to do They're trying to keep the house clean, meals done, cooking from scratch. She's like, I'm just going to tell you right now, I have older kids. And the reason some of us moms can actually do this is because we do have older kids that can help with some of those things. We have husbands that are helping with some of those things. And it's not that you should try to figure out a way to do all these things. It's that you should drop some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, do, don't do as much canning this year. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, maybe put the milk cow on hold for a while or whatever it is that you need to put on hold to make sure, because in that season of life, like in the baby seasons anyway, and I I think this happens a lot. I think it happens a lot with a lot of moms, but with specifically those with super little kids, this very much happens a lot. You get, you feel guilty that you're not doing enough. Like I had all six of my Mm -hmm. kids, like stair steps. And I sat on that couch a lot Mm -hmm. with my babies. I mean, I rock my kids to sleep till they're 18 months old. Like, so I was on that rocking chair a lot and you can feel like I'm not doing enough. Yes, you are like that. Mm -hmm. What is in your arms? What is in your home that day? If that's all you get done. Like I saw on Instagram the other day, this um, girl posted a, a reel and she had a tiny little baby and the baby was, you know, needing her. He was crying that day. And she was like, can we normalize just sitting on the couch with our babies in our arms, turning on a show or reading a book and just realizing that's where you need to be at that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just recognizing the season of life you're in and not making yourself guilty because you aren't hanging the moon. You're not going to hang the moon, especially when you have a baby. I'm sorry, babies are going to need you. So Mm -hmm. I felt like that was such a, 
powerful statement that that woman made. And I feel like it encouraged, not only me, it, it only encouraged me, it encouraged so many other women to be like, wow, thank you for saying that. Like, right. yeah, I need to let these things go. And I need to yeah. focus more on this season of my life. My kids are going to be walking out the door in the next 18 years. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing to remember, and that kind of leads to the next thing is comparison. Yeah. You cannot, I, I, I think I've said this before, but a quote I got out of a book when that my girls were real little, a Christian book was, do not compare your insides to somebody else's outsides. And, um, mm. oh, it was so powerful. And that still sticks to me to this day because, or your chapter one, someone else's chapter yes, two. You know, yeah. you can't, it is just never going to match up. It's not apples for apples. It's not. And, um, what you feel like you're failing at you don't know their story. You don't know what they're walking through. And so you can't compare that because your season of life is always going to be different than somebody else's, you know? And, um, so it, I've, another thing that I have always told myself and I tell a lot of people is you cannot do it all and do it all well. Um, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen that way. And you can maybe try and do it all, but you're not going to do all of it. Well, something is going to fail in that mix. So whether that be, doing everything well outside of your home, your home's going to fail. If you're, you know, either way or doing everything well inside your home, then the outside is not going to work. So figuring out what your priorities are and then figuring out what things are where God wants you to be right now in this season with the ages of your children, with the year that you're in, do those things. Yeah. And that was one of the hardest things for me to come to, because when I first started this whole homesteading journey, I would watch these homesteading channels that were, you know, they've been homesteading for years and years. And I'm like, I want to do it all. I'm going to do everything they're doing. I'm going to can all my own food. I'm going to have the biggest garden and grow it. I'm going to get my milk cow. I'm going to do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you put your first garden in the ground and then you realize, oh wait, no, I'm I'm not going to do all that. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't get to that point overnight. So Mm -hmm. it's really hard to compare yourself and think that you're going to do that. And even on that, like I, Ariel, I want your thoughts on this, but I got to add this in here because it literally goes to something I wrote down here. Yeah. Each of us have different gifts. Okay. Like some women are super crafty and some women love to sit down and just read for hours to their kids. Mm -hmm. Some women love to go on adventures. Some women love to go on adventures in the park or whatever it is. So a lot of women are looking at someone else and be like, wow, that person always has a party hat on. I should put my party hat on. When in reality, they're kind of a quiet person that would probably much rather sit down and read a book to their kids. Remember, God made you the exact mother your children need. And so Mm -hmm. you should take your gifts Mm -hmm. and thrive using those gifts with your children. Not try to Mm -hmm. look at someone else and be like, and it doesn't mean you can't go out of your comfort zone sometimes and add some adventure for them. But just know, like, stop comparing your gifts because that's another thing that brings a lot of mom guilt. You're like, wow, that person looks really fun. Or this person has dance parties or this. No, it's sometimes, sometimes you just need to just take a step back and realize you were made the person you were for your kids and just use your own gifts for them. Because I promise you, if you do that, it'll go way further than you trying to be someone you're not. Yes. Like they need you. Frustrating at the end. Yep. They need you. They don't need, they don't need uh, Tim's mom down the street. Yeah. They they need (laughs) you. True. True. So let's hear your thoughts, Ariel. <laughs> I, I want to piggyback on what Stephanie said because I didn't realize I was doing this until you literally put that quote out there. But what I drop every day is now how I'm thinking about my life. Mm-hmm. 
And so let me explain. So I have a giant garden. We run a market garden and we try to give produce to a bunch of people. I can't tell you how many weeds I'm dealing with right now. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to go out there with a stirrup hoe and do it by hand because that's the stage that we're at. We're building. Right. We're not at maintaining level yet. Right. We're still building. So I have to drop my dishes today. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've started to think. I can no longer do inside stuff if I'm doing outside stuff. Mm-hmm. And which day in my week am I going to do this? But then I have to think, okay, that means I'm dropping this. Mm-hmm. And right now in this season, and I have to be okay with it. Yes. Like I have to be okay with it or I have to delegate amongst my children, my family, Right. but they have their own stuff going on, especially since they're getting older mm-hmm. and can help out into, them. yeah. And then they need a chauffeur mm-hmm. and I don't know, I never applied to be a chauffeur, but somehow <laughs> I didn't either I am one. that job too. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot going on and it's like, well, Andrea, that's where you have to write out your priorities and look at the things, but I never thought about how much I think about what I drop. Right. But right now in this season in life, it's not giving me mom guilt. It sure did. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when they, they were, were younger, little, probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and one thing to think about too, is, you know, this it's, it is a season. It's always yeah. a season. So in the winter months, your inside's going to be thriving. Nothing's going right. on outside, you know? So it right. really is seasons. And if we look at our yeah. life in that way, in seasons, it all comes back full circle. It all does. Yes. And this is why I think eating outside more in the summer is also such a good thing yeah. because mm-hmm. you can literally put food on napkins and ain't nobody going to care. Like, yeah. and you're not mm-hmm. having piles of dishes and stuff right. like that. At least that's what I try to do. And doing that's cold good salads and doing cold things where you're not got all these pots and things yes. going on. Yep. One thing, yeah. I, I mean, we're kind of, yeah, we're kind of going off topic here. But one thing that I've been really pushing lately and sharing people is if you stick around for a while, you'll know we go off topic. Off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's throwing the meat in the crock pot yes. is cooking your yes. meat at the time. And then you can do sandwiches. You can do tacos. You can do salads. You can do anything when your yeah. protein is made and ready to go. Exactly. So I've been like preaching that lately. And you can do so many things with the crock pot. That is not a soup. Something I want to say on, uh, to touch on what Ariel you were talking about a little bit is um, learning to drop things. And I think when you can be content and at peace with letting some things go, that's when a lot of the mom guilt for me anyway, went away mm-hmm. because you're actually realizing you're not in a rat race with anybody. Who are you racing? Right. Mm-hmm. Like who's standing outside your house trying to be better than you in your mm-hmm. own home? Like every person has their own things going on. So once you can realize that every single day, like every day when I make my list of what I have to do that day, the priorities look different based on what's going on. So if I know, okay, so today I'm actually not going to be able to run as much laundry. No, there's no Barney Fife coming to police my laundry pile. So (laughs) I just have to be a piece with it and I get to drop it. It's just, oh my gosh, it's it's so relieving. And I, I read a quote somewhere and it said, she got out of a race she never wanted to be in. And then she won. She wanted mm-hmm. in her own lane. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like. Of course, we need each other, but you're not in a race. And right, so if right. we can get out of that, like, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to drop my kids off to 1200 activities. I'm not in a race to do that. If so-and-so is really good at baseball or so-and-so is really good at, you know, music, whatever. What is, what is your kids need? What does your kids need from you? And each of us are going to be so different on so many different levels. So mm-hmm. just realizing that, you have 
priorities in your own home that so-and-so doesn't, it gives you a lot of, just a lot of peace. Just stop comparing. We just, just stop comparing yourself. Cause a lot of times that's mom guilt is fueled by comparison a lot of times. Well, and I think mm-hmm. that goes to just what your family priorities are. Exactly. So it may not just be as mom, but as a whole family, what is your family priorities? What as a, you and your husband, what do you want for your kids? And um, finding that middle ground, because, you know, even you and your spouse will have separate ideas of what your children need or what kind of a life you want to build. Hopefully they're similar, Mm -hmm. but they might be a little bit different, but finding that equal ground and not comparing your family priorities and your family goals with somebody else's because they're going to look different. And even you can have the closest friend and still have different opinions and different goals as a family. And that kind of brings me to something else that um, I had jotted down and that's who you're surrounding yourself with. Mm-hmm. what you're watching, what you're putting in, who you're following on social media, um, what you're reading and your friends, who is in your life? Who is, mm-hmm. who are you surrounding yourself and investing your time in? That's going to be a huge determiner on mom guilt and um, how you feel about yourself and how you feel you're doing. You know, if you're watching things on social media and accounts that all they do is shame moms or shame being a parent and how bad motherhood is. And I can't wait for my kids to go to bed and all of these things. You're going to start thinking that way. But if you are following accounts that um, are encouraging and encouraging you to spend time with your children, to spend time as a family, to do all of those things, your mind starts to shift. And um, so just who you surround yourself with, just as much as your kids is so important as yeah. a mom and anyone as an adult. They uh, that on that note, they say that the five people that you spend the most time with, or you talk to the most, or you communicate with the most, that is probably who you're going to be in, mm-hmm. end up being like. And I I know that, and so I'm extremely intentional <laughs> about who I give my time to. She wouldn't let me in her circle for a long time. <laughs> Well, I finally cracked in. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just. But you know what I mean. Like you don't want to be influenced by stupidity. You don't yeah. want to be like you see these. And I get it. Sometimes motherhood is hard. Like mm-hmm. I'll just share something. When Selena was a baby, she was she's my fifth baby. She cried so much. I remember, and I just told her this the other day. I was like, "You cried so much." I remember like standing up. I was crying. She was crying, and I just set her on the floor right by the side of my bed. And I just looked at her and like, I just cried and cried and cried and cried and she cried and cried and cried. And then I picked her up and I realized like, I realized we all had times in our life where it's just hard being a mom, but to get on social media and be like, I cannot believe how my kid X, Y, Z's it's, if someone did that to you, if your spouse or your friends or, or someone got on and talked about you in a negative way. And this is your children. Like they trust you, or at least you want them to trust you. I want to trust my parent if they did that. <laughs> like, yeah. so they trust you. So she went through that very hard thing. I wasn't going to get on social media. Like she's the worst kid ever. Like yeah. I can't even handle it. She was struggling. I was struggling, but they're allowed to struggle. Right. And so I think that surround, like you said, surrounding yourself with people that will push you towards encourage you yes encourage your parenting to love your children and that also helps a lot with mom guilt too because it just inspires you it's inspiration instead of mm-hmm. here look at all the negative aspects you're you have terrible things about you too i'm sorry <laughs> to say it but all of us do we all do sometimes you just have a bad day and that's okay um and so 
like, like she said, just surround yourself with people that are going to encourage, encourage you, encourage you in a positive way. And it doesn't mean that you can't ever have your close knit people be like, Hey, maybe you need to step back and take a look at your priorities. Like I've, I know we've talked about stuff like that mm-hmm. before where we get mm-hmm. so busy and things and we've kind of talked to each other about like, okay, so is our priorities in the right place? Are we, you know, right. and it's just always good to reflect, but that's not, that's not negatively going to destroy who my kids are because they've made mistakes as okay. children. So I just think that's a really good, a really good thought. So, yeah. yeah. And going, so to piggyback on this about your five, five people that you would surround yourself with, there's a lot of people out there who are raised in a certain community, a culture, they have neighbors that they always see every day. They wave when they walk by and like, they feel like they can never escape the cultural people that are directly surrounding them. But here's something for them. You can leave. You do not have to stay in the hometown that you grew up in. You do not have to stay in the family that raised you. You do not have to stay in a situation you are not comfortable and thriving in. You do not have to be cruel or mean or anything on your way out, but you can choose to lead your life and leave and go on that in the last episode we're doing on for season one is where are your boundaries like Mm, that's we're gonna hit on that of like making sure because a lot of times the mom guilt comes from people that are pushing yeah boundaries that they can't be crossed you need your kids napping or they're gonna go crazy and so and so wants you to come hang out with them and you don't know how to say no and so it's just like this constant cycle so Mm -hmm. Not yeah. to cut you off on what you were saying, but no, for sure. Got to break the cycle. You have to do something about your life when you see that it's not going in the certain direction that you want it to go. But honestly, and the best point that we could possibly have for this episode is to invite God into the conversation with us. And we like to plan our day. We like to say, we're going to do this. And we like to say, we're going to have these friends. But at the end of the day, you need to have a conversation with God and you need to say, okay, God, what does my day look like? What your, am I going to do today? Your priorities need to be his priorities. Yes, that's right. If, yeah. if they aren't, then it's really never going to work. Well, it's a mm-hmm. passage in Psalms. I don't remember exactly where it is, but it says, commit your works to the Lord yeah. and your. That's Clint's also, favorite. Yeah, we'll, we'll be established. If you Proverbs don't. Proverbs 16.3. I know yeah. that well. There you go. That's there you go. Favorite. And if you don't, if you don't commit your works and it's mm-hmm. like, it kind of leads into a lot of things. If you don't commit your day or. Like, I remember this woman that she used to mentor me and she told me, she's like, every morning before I wake up, I will, before I even, before my feet even touch the floor, I ask the father to use me as a sacrifice for him that day. Hmm. And so what's one of the most ultimate sacrifices, and it's not even a bad sacrifice. You're not a martyr, you're a mother. And Mm -hmm. so if we stop looking at ourselves as martyrs and start looking at ourselves as mothers, oh my gosh, children need- Write it down, Andrea. <laughs> that was quote alicious. Not a martyr, you're a mother. Yes. I love that. But like a lot of a lot of us do, we put ourselves in positions of like, oh my gosh, like what a gift you have to actually have someone who literally wants you, who thinks you're like the the who thinks the sun rises and sets on you for a few years. Mm-hmm. If you break that trust, like at this point, I'm really encouraged. And I don't like this has nothing to do with me. This just has to. This just has to do with me wanting and having a desire to have a relationship with my kids. But so far, like we can literally talk about anything. There's literally nothing my kids won't come up and open, whether it's hard, whether it's something they did 
they walk through. There's nothing that they don't feel comfortable coming up and talking about. And I love that. Mm -hmm. But that takes realizing that they're human. You're raised, you're literally raised, your children are not, you know, they're not stupid. They're going, excuse my language, but they're, you're raising the adults for the next generation. And I want my kids when they reach a certain age to realize, like, I've raised you to this point so that you and me can have a relationship together as God's children, Mm -hmm. because ultimately you're his. Like, of course, there is commands for children to honor their parents and respect their parents. But I don't want to demand respect from my kids. I want to be respected because I'm respectable. Yeah. Well, demanding respect Mm -hmm. is, is not really respect to begin with. Yeah. No. So um, it, it just, I mean, you wouldn't follow God if he demanded respect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, he's respectable and that's why yep. we respect him yep. and you love him. And just for anybody out there that is in that mindset that, oh my gosh, like I deserve respect because I am so-and-so spoiler, but no, you don't like nobody deserves respect. Nobody deserves respect. And if you're not respectable, you should take an inside look at yourself. And realize why is it that you feel so thirsty for respect that you might not be getting at that point? Mm-hmm. What is going on in your relationship between you and your child that could be affecting that? Okay, so I wanted to ask a question of Andrea um, because you're the boundaries mentor <laughs> extraordinaire. <laughs> um, how do you, and so this is like multifaceted, right? Because it's it's more than just a friendship relationship. This could apply to spouses as well, but how can a friend or spouse help with mom guilt. That's not their own. It is someone else's. You see someone and they're having these telltale signs. They're not talking about it. How do you bridge that gap? First off, I would say don't answer questions to your friends that they're not asking. Like it's okay to share personal experience. And I think even sometimes like when I'm talking to, you know, my friends, questions from them will come up based off personal experiences that I've had. Um, I think it's really, I don't know. I would say if I had a friend coming up to me talking about mom guilt, I might would have a similar conversation that we've already had here. Yeah. But it's something that they have to look within and figure out why they're feeling that way. Sit down. and, And I do recommend like, if you're trying to for any mom that is in a place where she's like, I feel mom guilt right now and I don't know how to deal with it. I recommend mm-hmm. sitting down with a piece of paper and a pencil and writing down everything that's important to you. Like mm-hmm. as a mom that you would like to have, like bring to your family and, and bring to the, the table for your family. And then on another piece of paper, I would recommend writing things that you're actually doing in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And then realize if you messed up, if, cause chances are you messed up and chances are you didn't mess up. Maybe you're just a mom sitting on the couch, watching your walking, rocking your baby. And that is not a mess up. But if you did mess up, like I said, the other night, when I was thinking about this, it's like tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it. It's one of Anna Green Gables quotes. And it's literally one of my favorites. Tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet. So you just write your priorities of what you would like to see get done and start fresh the next day. And if you make mistakes, yeah. You start fresh the next day and because, and eventually you'll get to a place where you're like, okay, so now I really know what my priorities are and I don't have to constantly beat the tar out of myself right. every single time I get to yeah. a place where I, I feel like I haven't met every need that I feel like I need to. Well, and I think when you make those two lists, you can cross-reference them. So mm-hmm. your, your list of things that are important to you 
versus your list of things that you're doing. If they're not lining up or there are things on your list that you're doing that don't line up with what's important to you, cross those things off. And that's somewhere where you can start is start by just taking those out of your life. If they're not aligning with what your priorities are and what God's priorities are for you and your family, then Mm -hmm. take out the things that you're doing to make that happen. Yes. Yes, that's that's actually a very good point because then you'll see what you'll be able to pinpoint what what is going where it's going wrong. Yes. I mean it it, it mm-hmm. because if you're feeling this way, strongly feeling this way, there there's a disconnect somewhere. Yeah, and I read something the other day and I actually saved it on my on my uh, phone here because it was just so good. Um, and I'm just gonna go ahead and read it, and it's by uh I don't even know how to say her last name Alina Mikhova. Yes, we'll just go with that. We'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Yes, and it said, my grandmother once gave me a tip. In difficult times, you move forward in small steps. Do what you have to do, but little by little. Don't think about the future or what may happen tomorrow. Wash the dishes, remove the dust, write a letter, make a soup. You see, you're advancing step by step. Take a step and stop. Rest a little, praise yourself. Take another step, then another. You won't notice, but your steps will grow more and more. And the time will come when you can think about the future without crying, mm-hmm. especially for you young moms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that just hold to those, mm-hmm. you know, our grandparents had very wise words to give us if we would just only heed them. Yeah. There's a song um, that this reminds me of, and I sang it a few times in different seasons and the words go one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's, I'm just a woman, teach me today to do everything that I have to do. And it just keeps going on and on, and, and but it speaks directly to women. And I just think that's so great one day at a time. And really, you don't have to look too far into the future to know that you have no business being in the future. Yeah. You're not there. You're in the well, present. So yeah, you have no business being there. I saw unless you have to be reflective. I guess. <laughs> I saw someone post something on social media and it was like a man that was hunched over like almost to the ground and had all these rocks on his back and one said past one said future and one said present and then it says when you the weight of the of the past and the future and the present are weighing you down remove the weights and it put the rock of the future in front of him and the pat, rock of the past and he was standing up straight just holding his one rock oh, and yeah. take that present and that's what you hold on to for right now yes you yeah. can have dreams and you and we all have goals and we yeah. want to look towards the future and you want you want you know, we all have goals to reach yes. and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But if it is consuming you yeah. to the point to where you have mom guilt and your family is suffering because you can't, you, you, you're just trying to live for that future too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not in its healthy spot. Yeah. So Steph, do you think it's okay to approach a friend who is clearly going through mom guilt, who is not talking about it? She's not going to open up and do a list with you. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's okay to gently poke her with a saying or a song or I don't know, what else would you give somebody? You know, I have learned over the years, um, I loved how Andrea said, don't answer questions that haven't been asked. Um, I think that it's okay to share your own experience. Um, sometimes I will, if, if, if someone keeps coming up or a song I hear, and then I feel someone that is attached to that song, I oftentimes will send it to them. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, this song just made me think of you so much. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, I needed that right now. Yep. 
And, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why God put that on my heart, that specific person, when I heard that song. Yeah. Um, but I think it, you know, it's a, it's a tough situation because if someone is wildly not healthy internally on the inside, if they're struggling with something, um, they're in fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. So when you approach, I think that how I would approach it would be sharing my experience being like, I heard this quote today and man, it really yes. just sat well with me today. And it made me really think about my priorities and I'm doing this as opposed to saying, I really feel like you're struggling with something. I want to help you. This mm-hmm. quote helped because in that moment when they're struggling so bad internally, they're either going to fight or they're going to flee. So you're either going to lose them as a friend because they are so overwhelmed or they're going to fight and defend themselves. Something I highly recommend doing if there's someone that in that serious of a situation, like if we're talking that serious of a situation where they're not opening up is, or just, you could just know they're put a, put a care package together. Yeah. Mm. anything you think they would be able to use to bless them, mm-hmm. put chocolate in it, put, put tea in it, put what a, a, a fun mug in it. Because sometimes just having someone in a, in a, in a note, sometimes just having someone send something like that to you. Like they're I'm not had, necessarily calling you out on anything. They're just, saying, no, they just you. said, I wanted you know? to bless yeah. you with this today. Yeah. And they, I, when some, when people have done that to me, like I have this one friend, uh, her name's Gianna and she's done that to me a couple of times. And I've been in days where like, you know, even going through the miscarriage, it was horrible, but I had a care package show up and that meant mm-hmm. so much to me. Mm-hmm. Like if she, she couldn't, she even would say, I don't have the words or whatever, mm-hmm. but just showing up in that way of like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I care about you through this situation. Yeah. Here's something. It didn't need a lot of words. It just needed. Right. So yeah. maybe putting a care package together for that kind of person and mm-hmm. yeah. doing a little online research. What would someone like this mm-hmm. be encouraged by? Or mm-hmm. yeah, and it doesn't have to cost you money. No, you can put things together that you make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bake them some cookies with a note. Yeah, that yes. works too. Yeah, and you know anything to share someone. And I think if you, it, it can be gently done. Back to your question, I think yeah. it can be gently done. Um, but I do think that when someone's in that spot, it it's, it's a very sticky spot. Yeah. And so as a friend, um, knowing your boundaries and mm. kind of really treading that water lightly with trying to help. And it could be as simple as a care package or a plate of cookies that says, Hey, I'm thinking of you today. And I just wanted to make this for you. And that may be just the nudge they need to open up to you. If you have a super close relationship with them, it might look different. Yes. But for me, like if someone just came up that just kind of observed me, I would literally be like, mind your business. Like she might, that would be, (laughs) (laughs) but, and I know that sounds harsh, but it's like, you know, you don't know me, you don't know what I'm going. Yes. And, yeah. and yeah. like, I, I already invite so few people into like that right. super like circle of five. if I'm struggling. Yes. The five. Yeah. Like, five yeah. To those five. Yeah. I mean, Jesus five. had 12, so <laughs> I'm doing good with five here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't that I didn't have 12 with the kids. There you go. Yeah. But like, just realizing that you got to, you really got to listen to the spirit and make sure that you're staying connected with him when you're dealing with people and just giving a care package. Like I know, like if someone random sent something to me, like after the miscarriage, I had people sending me care packages, just showing up in the mail. Some of them I didn't even know to like who they were from until later. 
And it just meant yeah. so much to me yeah. that people were just like, yeah. I think I still have two meals in my freezer from that because people just kept showing up with meals mm-hmm. or sending gift cards. Like, yeah. And I'm talking about a miscarriage. This has to do with someone who might be going through depression or, right. um, right. But I feel like it's very similar. Like, why can't you call your friend up yeah. and be like, you know what? I'm cooking this week and I feel like just blessing you. Yeah. So I'm making extra yeah. and I'm going to bring it over. So you just have a good meal today. Why can't we do that? Like, why can't you do that for your, yeah. for your neighbor? I mean, our neighbors, I wasn't depressed or anything, but it totally made me happy. We went on vacation to Michigan and I got home and they had dropped chicken tacos off at our house. So I did not have to cook when I got that home night. at night. Yeah. That's awesome. And it lasted me three days. It was amazing. That's awesome. But just things like that, like just sometimes mm-hmm. you don't need words. You just need physical action. Like actions definitely yeah. speak louder than words in this situation. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. So, so much wisdom between you two, seriously, because I never really thought about the, the, well, I guess I did, but not consciously the fight or flight. Yeah. The fact that uh, but yeah, when I see somebody who's struggling, I, the inclination is I want to help you right? and I want to know what's going on so that I can help you. Right. But at the same time inside, it's like, I have enough stuff over here right. that I can't help you. But to know that there, there's possibly two very extreme reactions that I could get out of them. And so to be gentle or spirit led in that, like, yeah, genius. It's the psychology degree coming out in me. Mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. It's wisdom. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think unless you, either of you have anything else to add, like I was very blessed by this conversation. Even yeah. I, I know that I'm going to be thinking on this after. And I, I honestly feel like this might be one of the best ones we've done so far. Very heartfelt. Yeah. I feel like yes. we both brought some life experiences and, or all of us have brought life experiences and just very um, yeah. deep yeah and I think it's just because every one of us have felt this Mm -hmm. and we know every single mom has felt this at one point or another and so just learning how we've worked through it and maybe maybe this can help someone who's actually going through this right now like every day is a new day with no mistakes in it yet so yes Mm -hmm. and like I said if you're in baby land just enjoy those baby years they like go so fast like and they're Mm -hmm. they're gonna be gone before you know it so let those dishes go for a little bit. And if you have older kids, like that one lady said, it helps, but I like mom guilt. Isn't just to one season of life. I feel like it goes even when your kids are adults. I've said that in the beginning. And I just, I hope that no matter where you're at in life, whether you're a grandma or just like a mom with your kid with adult kids that can feel this, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yep. So we will wrap this one up and we will see you guys next week. We're going to be doing the soil podcast, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. It talks about how to get your soil ready for um, the your garden. garden. Yay. So, and what not to do, <laughs> which I don't have not to do things now. <laughs> see you next time. You've been listening to the whole topic podcast. To hear more, to see behind the scenes, or to get a hold of us directly, visit our socials, Facebook, and Instagram the whole topic podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Andrea, visit her blog at dearmark23.com where she talks about whole foods, whole grains, and whole living. If you'd like to hear more from Stephanie, visit theranchershomestead.com where she talks about simple living, gluten-free recipes, and farm life. If you'd like to see more from me, visit wildandforagecare.com where I talk about simple living, wild recipes, and natural remedies. Thank you for listening and God bless.